Yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Hello. It is the Yellow Card Podcast, episode 64. It is your boy Diego and Chris with us uh, this evening. Chris, how are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm in my new, uh, my new fit. It feels, it feels nice, you know? Yeah. Can walk alone, baby. Yeah, I'm in my new fit too over here. A little Manchester United uh, warm up jacket. Uh, it's pretty damn warm, actually, especially with how cold it is right now here in Boston. Uh, it's pretty, pretty warm. So I got the got the sick uh, little hook up here, and uh, not not hating a single second of it. So I'll tell you that. Uh, but anyways, episode sixty four got a lot to talk about real quick here. Uh, not a lot of action happening this week, obviously, because of a few topics that we'll be talking about. But before we get started with the episode 64 of the Yellow Card Podcast here, we are presented to you by Couch Guy Sports and sponsored by our friends over at Ed So Gone and Shocked Energy. I almost forgot about Shocked Energy. Wow. Um, Shocked Energy used the code CGSN as in Couch Guy Sports Network. Get 10% off if you order today, if you're ever out of energy, just tired, low on focus, or just need a little energy boost. You guys over at Shocked Energy will take care of you for that. Uh, feel free to order. They ship worldwide. They got you. Worldwide. Exogun, same exact deal. They ship worldwide. Use the code CGS10 for 10% off of your order. If you're looking to just relax at home and sofa, have a little percussion therapy, these massage gun therapy, um, Technologies that are breaking out these days, Exogun leading the aspect right now and an absolute wonder of a product. So, ladies, if you're looking to treat your man for a last-minute Christmas gift, head over to exogun.com, CGS10. Fellas, same exact thing for you, ladies. They des- they deserve the same treatment. But anyways, so Yellow Card 64. Um, Really, Nintendo sixty four, Jesus. Nintendo six, yeah, the <laughs> Nintendo episode. We should name, we should name it that. Actually, the Nintendo episode. Gotcha. I like that. Uh, but man, much like Nintendo, we we can't seem to move on from this uh, subject that we're talking that we're gonna start talking about here, and it's none other than uh, an unfortunate health crisis that we're all dealing with it worldwide because it's not it's not just one country, one region of the world right now. It's just a worldwide outbreak again. It's this uh, COVID variant known as uh, Omicron, which, Omarion. Is, which is just taken over like wildfire. And uh, yeah, we've seen, we, we've I seen got a this lot of ice box where my heart used to be. Right? Do you, want to, do you want us to get canceled? It's Omarion, right? Oh no! Oh my bad. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't even know how you're still employed in this podcast, but that's that's a conversation for later on with HR. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad you didn't pull out the DVD like you did on Suplex Biddies, which, by the way, shout out to Suplex Biddies. Um, no, I'm good. I don't have those, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm still working on that ex- on that uh, Jergens, uh sponsorship, so who knows? Maybe Thanks, we'll man. be... Uh, Maybe we'll be looking silky smooth for episode 65. Maybe uh, was. <laughs> but anyways, so COVID outbreak happening all around the world right now. The Premier League right now dealing with it probably the worst 
out of any league right now around the world in terms of sports. So um, we've seen a variety of we've seen a variety of games get postponed. I think just this past week, we've had we had about eight matches that were scheduled, and I think out of the eight, maybe we saw four happen. If that, uh, it's it's been absolutely insane what's been going on here with COVID. So uh, let's get some takes going on. You know, I'll start with uh, I'll start with Liverpool, who had it uh, had a little bit of a rough game against Tottenham uh, just yesterday, two to two score with uh, a red card going on Liverpool's uh, side as well, which is going to affect for the next game. That's Andrew Robinson, a, a, a red card. Outrageous one, by the way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely outrageous. outrageous! Absolutely outrageous. I, I have my takes on that game too. Um, but let, let's get started with you. Uh, what's going on you know, in, in your mind in terms of Liverpool? How is this COVID outbreak starting to, to, to hurt some of what, you know, what Liverpool has going on for themselves? I mean, so right now it's, it's really like Jordan Henderson was the big one. Like Thiago missed last week. Last, yeah. uh, missed the game yesterday with uh, an illness that wasn't COVID-19 related. So the midfield was already a little bit banged up. Um, but I mean, listen, they did a good job. They contained Tottenham for the most part. I mean, had, you give up two goals. Obviously, there's no other people to give it up to than uh, Human Song and Harry Kane. Uh, you were up, also, you were also up at one point, two to one. So it's not like um, they were. It's not like they would. And Antonio Conte side was just running over them. No, I mean, listen, you had um, Milner, Timmy Morton, right? No, it's um, it's Tyler Morton. Excuse me. <laughs> Jesus, what a, what a mistake on my part. Um, and then Navi Kita in your midfield yesterday. Yeah. Um. So obviously it wasn't it wasn't a great midfield to have, but I mean you give the early girl to Harry Kane. Jolta comes and ties up before they have one one in the half. Robertson scores in the six ninth minute. Five minutes later, song song scores. You know. But what really caught me by surprise a little bit is this this five three two that Tottenham has been running. Yeah, kind of. I kind of li- like it for them, only because you've got Harry Kane and Human Song as your two strikers, and then you can play guys like Deli Ali on the wing, in a sense, in the midfield that can play the wing. There's no like specific spot for him to go. He can play mm-hmm. from like here to here, in a sense. So I for Tottenham, I like it. I mean, listen. Uh, with Liverpool, they're just going to run the same formation over and over again. They're not going to change anything. The four-three-three, it's how Jurgen Klopp's going to die. But for Tottenham, I mean, looking at Tottenham's side, there's a little more freedom. The guys like Lucas Moore and Steven Bergerwine and Giovanni Locasella when they play. So moving forward, I'm I'm curious to see how Tottenham's side matches up with some of the better teams in the in the club uh, for Premier for the Premier League. But for me, I mean. Listen, to come out with a point yesterday after after not having two of your top midfielders. I, I consider that a win. I understand, you know, you still have your three strikers, should be all right. Cool, but it was it was a very trippy game yesterday. A lot of yellow cards were given. Uh the red card wrongfully given to, to Andy Robinson should have went to Harry Kane earlier on. But I'll just I'm trying who was who was the ref yesterday? It was um Paul Tierney, which what which is the big reason why I went off off the rails, but yep. it was definitely not good, especially because you know Tottenham's only beaten Liverpool once in their last eighteen. I think they're one. Um, 
think they're one five and twelve in those eighteen games. So it hasn't has been a successful little stint for Tottenham. But I mean Liverpool, I mean they played well for the most part. Uh, just got to focus. You got Leeds coming up, um, and then you get the transfer window coming up in January, which is something we'll get into a little bit, a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean in terms of the COVID outbreak right now, I think you know every team right now is seriously hurting. Uh, you know, starting lineups are getting affected back and forth. Uh, your reserves are getting affected back and forth as well. And um, vaccination status is something that a lot of teams are looking into right now to see what they can do to kind of help that up. I mean, obviously it is to the players, uh, you know, to the players, this question, whether they want to be vaccinated or not, everybody has their, their motives, um, you know, we'll respect that as well. But I think uh, I think overall, just just seeing how fast this broke out, I'm just I'm really, really, really just shocked that the Premier League didn't suspend majority of these games for the next three weeks and give every single team an opportunity to get uh, to get things a little bit more managed because the the outbreak is just insane at this point. Going off of that, uh, you know, looking at that game between Tottenham and, and Liverpool yesterday, um, you know. Jurgen Klopp made some made some comments after the game that I, I thought for myself, you know, when you're dealing with when you're coaching the second or third best team in the world right now in the world, not not just the Premier League in the world. I got to be honest, the last thing you should be looking for is excuses. Um, your your reserves are good. Your your bench is real solid and your starters. I mean, your starters are <laughs> are insane. They're, they're in the same talent right now. What happened for Tottenham is, you know, the fact that they were able to postpone a couple of games. So they had that extra, extra leverage there to be able to be uh, a little bit more uh, rested, a little bit more um, compressed so that they, they will be able to perform like they did. Um, it's not a matter of, you know, having Son and Kane, you know, running wild, like, you know, like if they're riding bikes on the side, on the sidelines, it's, it's not a matter of that because if, if realistically we're talking about the sidelines, I mean, just look at your formation yesterday in terms of Liverpool, sideline-wise, you could have controlled it with Milner, you could have controlled it with Robertson, you could have controlled it with Keita, Matip, Trent, heck, mm-hmm. heck even Mo Salah. Mo Salah is quick as he can be. So it's really not a concern about the sidelines at, at all with Keane and, and Sun running wild on, on those two aspects. It's more of it's more of a new approach to, to Tottenham's pace and in, in game. Um, you know, we, we heard a couple of weeks ago, Antonio uh, Conte made, made a clear uh, statement about, you know, Tottenham overall, they just, their uh, physical levels are not there. Their playing levels are not there either. So there's a lot of work to go there for, for Conte, but already switching their mindset to a five, three, two formation, you know, we're so used to these attacking formations of 3-5-2, 4-3-3, maybe even 4-3-1-2s um, across the league that we really haven't seen much of a different approach in a 5-3-2 formation like Conte is providing here. Uh, but it gives so much freedom to players like Emerson, uh, Eric Dyer, Ben Davis, Dele Alli. Eric Dyer, yuck. Um, yeah, you can say yuck and all, but I mean, honestly, he's... He's their center back right now, alongside of uh, Davison Sanchez and Ben Davis, and he he did a solid job last night. Um, he really did. Um, then you see guys like Harry Winks, 
who you expect to be a good center defensive mid. He did just that. He was able to, you know, uh, put the brakes on the attacks by Milner, Keita, and uh, and Diogo Jota. He was able to do that well uh, to a certain extent because Jota still scored, which not surprising there at all. Um, but altogether, I mean, this, this is impressive by Tottenham. I, I got to say, a 2-2 two to two tie to easily uh, what could be – what could easily win it? What could easily be a Champions League winner this year uh, is is impressive. Um, tagging alongside of that, for Tottenham, there's a huge advantage right now too. If you look at statistically down the table, they are one of the teams with the most games behind. They got about three games behind everyone else. So realistically, if things were to hold on as they are today, we, you could see Tottenham being in fourth place right now with 34 points. Um, which with Antonio Conte at the helm, I mean, you can't be upset at that. That that at least if the if you were at fourth place and the, the league ended today, you've booked yourself a ticket to the Champions League, which you haven't been in there since the Pochettino era. So if you're Tottenham fans right now, you should be optimistic. Uh, I love the Antonio Conte approach right now, just being very honest and being – Drawing low, 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 low expectations on this team, as he should, uh, just because the form is just technically not there. Dele Alli still needs to be more confident about his uh, the way he carries his game and all that stuff. Uh, but for Tottenham, this is looking very sharp. For teams like, you know, like United, Aston Villa, Norwich City, who all just got new managers, um, this outbreak is really difficult to be dealing with. This impacts their momentum. Uh, you know, all those three teams just started to gain some momentum um, going, you know, Norwich, Norwich has gone um, win, uh, you know, a couple of draws here, a couple of losses there, but not nothing too, uh, too shaky. Uh, still at the bottom of the table. It's a lot of work to be done there, but I believe Dean Smith is, is doing whatever he best can with this team, with the, with the options that he's given. Um, Aston Villa, I mean, without a doubt, one of the best teams right now performing, um, you know, uh, two losses, two wins, uh, three wins in, in the, uh, Gerard era. So that's pretty solid. And for United, I mean, you know, two wins, a, a tie and a loss. It's not bad at all. Um, not bad at all, but Whatever momentum these these managers have going on right now, it's absolutely killed by this outbreak. So you kind of have to wonder um, what are some contingency plans being put in place. So you know, so that come moment of action, these guys are ready to go uh, physically and not you know just being over rested and way too tired afterwards. Um, that you know, there, there's serious concerns with this COVID outbreak. So. Like I said earlier, I'm really shocked that the league hasn't suspended games. Um, I get it. There's the financial aspect and the, the financial concern of things there. Um, but if you're that financially concerned, you know, you really shouldn't be considering that you just renewed your partnership with Barclays again until 2025. So right now, I think the concern should be prioritizing your players and making health be the priority at at, at at modern day right now. This is just this is just wild. So 
Um, that does it for the COVID. I, for me, that doesn't the COVID outbreak for me. But last last take for me. I mean, the fact that there's only seventy seven percent of the players that have two doses, of the vaccine in the English Premier League show that there's a little bit of a problem with that. So they have to get these guys on board qu- uh, rather quickly because it's more than ninety in the Italian and the Spanish leagues. Yeah. Which again, if you're on one of these top teams and you're not vaccinated, all of a sudden you know the UCL comes around, you get COVID, you're screwed. So you might want to get a get a <clears throat> what's what's the word I want to say here? You might want to get on the train and work your way there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, so that do it for me. That does it for the COVID outbreak. But now let's talk about let's talk about the UCL because that's also quickly approaching as well. And there's what what a blunder! What a, well, love the <laughs> blunder! I absolutely love the blunder. That was the best part of the whole thing was that blunder. Yep. I mean, we can just dive into these matchups. These matchups, I think these matchups now might be a little bit better than what it was originally. Yeah, I mean, I still don't get I still don't get in what white mind the Champions League goes ahead, hires a third party that has never even been involved in football to begin with. Never. Mm-hmm to handle something of such a high profile and expect that it wasn't going to get done well. I just, that to me, immediately, I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I, I, it happened. It happened. Move I, on. I'm speechless on that one. I'm <laughs> speechless on that one. Happened. Move on. Um, I, I like three of these matchups really much. Yeah. Couple of couple of them, I already know what's going to happen, so it's not like. But three of them, I have, I honestly have no no idea. You want to dive into them? Let's dive into them. Why not? You want to go one that's kind of not great? Or you want to do just just dive in on how I'm looking at it at the moment? Let's let's just dive in as as is. All right, let's do it. First one. PSG Real Madrid. Uh, <laughs> Messi versus it was supposed to be Messi versus Ronaldo again, but that got canned due to the uh, the blunder. But we get PSG and Real Madrid. Sergio Ramos potentially against his former club if he's healthy enough to play. Uh, what do you think of this one? Because this this to me is one of the interesting ones. I mean, I between two legs, and also don't forget. This year, the away goal aggregate is no more. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, where's the first leg between these two again? PSG. PSG, and then we go over to... um, Madrid. To Madrid, okay. Um, Honestly, I like it a lot. So, for starters, this matchup happening at... Uh, Park the Prince, I love it a lot because now that Sergio Ramos has moved over to uh, to to Park the Prince, I kind of like the uh, rhythm that that he could be getting into now that he's finally starting to wear back, you know, into football after all these injuries that he sustained. Uh, I'm sure that PSG has been taken by surprise by all these injuries that the guy has been dealing with. Uh, you know, they probably expected far more usage out of this guy than anybody else, and they haven't really been able to utilize him as much. 
So that first matchup, I think it's interesting. I think going home though to to Bernabeu, I think it's important for, for PF, uh, PSG to be able to maintain the lead because if they're not for Real Madrid, man, especially for somebody like Tony Cruz or uh, Vinny Jr., who by the way, Vinny Jr. has been in insane form. That guy is easily right now a top 10 player in the world, in my opinion. Um, frankly, this this game could be one of those that is decided by penalties, in my opinion. Listen, um, it's just funny to me because now, you know, I was I was looking into the, um, this matchup, and did you know that um, it, 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 it looks like Kylian Mbappe is going to be added to Real Madrid. I know, I know, which is which is wild, man. Because so you know, Real Madrid gave up Sergio Ramos, a massive club legend. But at this point, it also looks like Kylian Mbappe, a massive club legend for PSG, could be moving to the opponent. So it, it's so it's a royal rumble like wh- no other. What I've what I've read is um, that. It looks like they're going to wait out the two legs out of respect for one another. Okay. So let Mbappe play, and then um, <clears throat> if a new deal gets done, then it's not going to be until, like, March. But still, that's just it's another thing to add on to this. I mean, yep. <clears throat> like – we could be looking at the, both of these teams could be completely different come the January transfer window as well. So there's just so much we don't know about this, but based off these matchups right now, um, the the trio up front, it's going to be hard for Real Madrid to stop and Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar. I mean, I know Neymar is banged up right now, but I think he'll be healthy by the time that um, this first leg will start, which will make it a little bit more – Intriguing on my aspect, but I think even just Mbappe and Messi, it's gonna be hard for Real Madrid to stop. I like PSG in this one at home. Excuse me, I think they would comfortably at home. I think they went by two, but by, by at least two. Real Madrid has to catch up two at home. I think Real Madrid wins that second game by only one, and PSG moves on. That's interesting. Okay, um, it all depends on how these teams look come February. But, but we're gonna we're just gonna give you a preview right now based on yeah. what these teams are. But something tells me right now though that Real Madrid could be moving on here. I mean, the chemistry, just the sheer chemistry in that midfield line. Nevertheless, you know, having somebody like Benzema and Asensio at top form again, uh, it's something that PSG shouldn't treat very lightly at all. Uh, I, agree. Know, I get I, I get that they have good defense and all, but doesn't matter these guys are able to have long shot range as well uh they've proven it time over time and if you let luka modric and tony cruz cook that is a dangerous formula to be dealing with you could you could literally have all the defenders of manchester city combined with the midfield liverpool and you would still not be able to handle that threat i agree uh so i it, i personally have real madrid moving on on this one um I think that if they manage to tie it up at home against PSG, like at, away in France, and bring it home to close the deal, they move on. I agree with you 100% with um, that. But I just think PSG is just going to beat them at home. I, I will hope so. I will hope so. I mean, they should. We'll see. 
So, yeah, all right, next one, we get Sporting in Man City. This one's self-explanatory. Sporting is a, a gritty team, don't get me wrong, but City right now is just world-class talent uh, from top to bottom. It looks like they, it's got a couple guys that could potentially be moving on from in the transfer window, but I still think this team <coughs> excuse me, is going to be an absolute wagon. Roll, roll through this. I think City wins in aggregate, I'd say, like 6-2 to two over Sporting. Okay. Um, I like Sporting. As well, I think that they're a very good, gritty team. I think for Manchester City, though, it, the January transfer window could spell success or could spell disaster. Uh, Ruben Diaz has been rumored to be heavily linked with, uh, I believe, Barcelona. Uh, Joao Cancelo is another. Joao Cancelo is another one that's heavily considered to be moved. Uh, you know, those so, are two big, two big losses from two big news. Two big names right there. Manchester City hasn't been linked in bringing anybody in for January. So that worries me a little bit. I know that Erling Holland is technically a name that is popping up, but Erling Holland is tied to every single top-tier team right now. Manchester United, Manchester City, uh, Real Madrid, Bayern, like all these other teams. Right now, Erling Holland is it's just a rumor altogether, personally, in my opinion. I, I don't I don't until the next two weeks when we see more of a clearer picture as to where Erlen Holland could be going, if he actually is deciding to leave Dortmund, um, I, I don't I don't speak on where he could be headed, honestly. Uh, but I do like Manchester City altogether, though. Their attack is, I think it's going to be way too much for the sporting team. Uh, I do see a potential blowout here uh, in both sides. So I think you know away Manchester City has an opportunity to win three three to one, three to two maybe, but at home uh, it's another story, man. The, the Etihad is a theater of their dreams, really, um, and it's more of like a four nothing win over there. So um, I just th- this is this is an unfair matchup for Sporting in my opinion. I agree. Move on to the next one: RB Salzburg and Bayern. More of the same here. Yeah, Bayern just too tough. Um, <clears throat> Lewandowski is just on another plane right now. I think Bayern wins an aggregate. Uh, I'd say seven to one, honestly. Wow. Yeah. I, mean, I think I think they're gonna steamroll Salzburg. Yeah, I mean Salzburg has been uh intriguing to me because at first I thought that they were definitely out of this altogether. Um, and all of a sudden they they were in, so it, it's a surprise to me. But I, I do agree, Bayern right now it's a a, a team of their own stratosphere. Um, in my opinion, easily a top five team uh, in all of Europe. Um, I I agree. I think I think this is this is a, a, another blowout, another blowout win. Move on to the next one. Uh, Inter versus. EPL team that I wish was Chelsea, but it's not because I would love to see Lukaku go against that team. Um, but it's it's Inter and Liverpool here. Um, I'll let you start off here with, with this one. All right. So I like uh, I like this matchup a lot uh, because it's a matchup between creativity and ball contention. Um, creativity, obviously, from the Liverpool side but ball contention from the Inter side who often try to play a little bit more defensive than anything and try to con- uh, try to contain the ball in their midfield unless they have a streaky opportunity to attack. Uh, I think that's where 
I think that's where this COVID outbreak is is a dangerous thing for Liverpool because as more and more COVID cases happen and more of these players have to fight back to get into the form that they were in previously, um, you're going to have to readjust your game plan defensively. And this here could give an opportunity to somebody like Inter to take advantage of and penetrate that penetrate that weakness. Um, on Inter's side, though, I think that the, the triple threat attack but Liverpool, it's just way too much to handle for them. Um, Handanovic is just not a keeper in my mind that I that I think I fully trust. Um, those mistakes, those careless mistakes can easily happen. Um, I just again, I, I'm not I'm not super sold on Inter. So I am gonna give this, I'm gonna give this uh win here to Liverpool. But um, I think for Liverpool, it's extremely um, important that that the health of the majority of their staff uh, stays intact. That's that's the main goal here for Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, I just think for me, moving forward, I I think um, for for this especially, we we saw how well they matched up against a team like AC Milan. Inter Milan's kind of similar in a sense. They have a little bit more creativity, I think, than AC Milan. But I feel like Inter, Inter in, in anything further than the group stage, I think is just a blunder waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, I don't think uh, – uh, what's his name? Inzaghi? Yeah. I don't think Inzaghi's going to be ready for what Jurgen Klopp has playing for him here, especially because I don't trust their, uh, their defense to be able to stop that three- to four-headed monster up front in um, – <clears throat> And Sadio Mane, uh, Mo Salah, uh, Diego Jota, or uh, Roberto Firmino. Yep. So I, I think Liverpool is going to move on here, and I think this is a little bit more of a favorable draw because originally we were set to take on Salzburg, and I was a little worried because Salzburg is a gritty team. But uh, Inter, I feel a little bit more confident. I think Liverpool will move on. I'll say four to two in that. Okay. Okay. Next one, I think is this. This is an interesting one. Yeah. It's Chelsea and it's Chelsea and. Lil- Lilai, Lilay, however you say it. Lil. 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 Uh-huh. Lil, Lil, Lil and Chelsea. I think Lil's going to play Chelsea very tough. I think Chelsea is not heavy dominated on the Champions League this year. Yeah. I think they won last year. I think they're a little bit more focused in the EPL and winning that title this year. Um, but if there's anybody that knows how to stop a, a French side like this, it's, it's going to be Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. So, I think this is in Chelsea. I think they win. I think they win two to one, and then Lala is going to win. I'll say one nothing. Go an extra time in in Lala, and I think Chelsea's going to move on with penalties here. That's all right now. Okay, I like that. Um, I think for lost uh, for lost uh, Lil, this matchup is really not that favorable at all. Um, currently in their internal league, uh, Losk is sitting in 11th place. Uh, while they've won a couple of games, majority of them, they have managed to tie them, which is really not that convincing. Uh, I think if you are going with the same exact motto versus a Chelsea side, that's just a very risky play. You can't, you can't go with the hopes of getting a tie at home and hoping to win away um especially against Chelsea so 
Um, for me personally, I see this more of a four to one victory altogether uh, for Chelsea. I think that that team is just way too much to handle. And like you said, if there's anybody that's really good against French uh, sides, it's somebody that Thomas Tuchel, especially with his uh, experience having been, um, you know, the head manager of, of PSG. I agree. Uh, next one, Villarreal and Juventus. This is a, this is this is another interesting one in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Juventus, the side there, just a giant. I don't know what to expect of this team. Man, there's rumors that Matias the late could be leaving for one of the big clubs. Uh, Weston McKinney potentially on the move. They got too many moving pieces. Um, I don't know. I I'm waiting, especially for. Um, for this Juventus team to take off, but it just since the loss of Ronaldo, it just seems like this team is not the same team. And Massimilio Allegri hasn't really done much right now, but I'm curious to see what the transfer window looks like. That's a big one. But yeah. for right now, I think right now, I think Villarreal might have a little bit of the edge on him. I think uh, Villarreal would win an aggregate three to two. Yeah, and I agree with that. I mean, right now. Right now, I don't think managerially this is something that you can blame on, on Massimiliano Allegri. No. Uh, you don't really have that many pieces to work with. Realistically, second of that, um, you're dealing with financial issues at the uh, at club level. Uh, there's a lot of potential pieces that could be getting moved here. So, you know, if Juventus is really sharp in the transfer window, they could have a potential win in this game. But as things stand right now, I think Gerard Moreno is way too much of a, of a threat for, for that Juventus defense. Uh, I, I really like how he's been playing. Uh, I think of, um, uh, you know, when I think of Villarreal, I think often um, their goalie has been real sharp. Ruli has been real sharp. Paul Torres is heavily involved in majority of the times. Um, this is a this is a team that has a lot of uh, a lot of composure to win against Juventus. So right now, I'm actually saying that David Real can uh, can kick out Juventus out of the out of this round. Yeah, I just I don't know. It's one of those things I'm looking at, it and like, <sighs> I hate to say it, but I just think that it just makes sense. Yeah. Um. All right. Next one. Uh, Benfica and Ajax. This is this is one of two things is going to happen. Either Ajax is going to roll over them like they've done the entire to everybody in the Champions League they played, or Benfica is going to play them really really tough. So with that being said, I think Ajax is going to roll over them. Unfortunately, I like it. See, I think the first leg Benfica will play them very very tough, especially in front of their home audience. I mean the Portuguese side. Uh, has a very good audience that can get very loud and that could be distracting to Ajax. So I think at home they have an advantage of potentially winning two to one. It's a way where they are extremely vulnerable. Uh, and I think that's where Ajax uh, capitalizes and wins three nothing away. Uh, with that said, obviously Ajax moves on onto the next round. And I do like Benfica a lot. I think they have been a very sharp team, even uh, despite getting absolutely um, handled by, by Dortmund in their group. Um, Benfica still 
still is. It, it's a threat. So. All right, last one. <laughs> Atletico Madrid and Manchester United. This one, I love oh, everything about it. Love everything this, about this it. This is this is going to be content that soccer needs. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think this matchup, um, getting Ralph Regnick versus Diego Simeone, I think is going to be one of the more uh, tactical matches. Uh, that that we'll see from any coaches ever, um, yep. especially in the Champions League right now. So I'm curious to see how both of these sides play out. Um, Atletico has been a little bit down lately. You know they played well in the Champions League, but in, in their domestic league they're not looking too hot. Man United, you know, with since uh, Ragnick's come in has looked a little bit better. Um, I think moving forward we got to give United some respect, and there's still my picks to win. So I think United. Um, I think they draw at Atletico. I think they draw 1 1. And then I think United win 2 nothing at Old Trafford and move on. So I like United to move on here. Um, this, is, this is a matchup for the ages. I mean, for Diego Simeone, this is a nightmare um, come alive, especially dealing with Cristiano Ronaldo. Because if there's anybody that has been able to score hat tricks against uh, his side in his whole entire career, has been Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, the one time where Diego Simeone tried to think that he had the leverage and was moving on and was ready to knock out Real Madrid, Cristiano Ronaldo turned around basically said, no, that's not going to happen, and showed him who really has the balls in, the, in, in that matchup. Um, altogether, like you mentioned, it's a, it's a battle between a, um, a strategy, you know, philosopher like, like, like Randnick versus somebody who's trying to develop a new game in Diego Simeone. Um, so I like the battle a lot. Um, you know, and, and another key factor that people tend to forget, thanks to Atletico Madrid, is why Manchester United has David De Gea, um, which a lot of people tend to forget because Atletico gave up on him at a very young age. Um, mm-hmm. Probably one of their biggest mistakes too as a club. But um, altogether... That's nothing. The goalie match of Yano Block versus David De Gea. Yeah, Yano Black has been, has been rumored to want to move to Manchester United. David De Gea has been, has been linked to a move in Madrid to possibly Real. So um, it, it's, a, it's a good matchup, I think. Realistically, though, I think for United, the biggest edge here is that January transfer window because there are rumors of big names being sent off um, either on permanent deals that will open up financial room for, for United to make a one big splash move altogether or um, be able to bring somebody on loan from another team. So if United can manage to unload people like Anthony Marshall, Jesse Lingard, and a couple others that have been rumored to be moved on from the club, uh, including, nevertheless, Dean Henderson, uh, this uh, this United team could potentially be looking to do some serious damage come the January transfer window. Uh, they're one of the teams that are rumored with, with Arlen Holland. So if Holland comes to United with Ronaldo, when I assume that is, that is an absolute disaster coming to Atletico uh, to handle. I think if the team stay like it is, United still has a huge edge over Atletico. Uh, that physicality that that um, Manchester United brings in their center defensive mids is a total pest for uh, 
Simeone's style of play. So uh, I'm giving it to I'm giving it to United here to move on for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll do it for Champions League. Yep. Any any other other thing we want to talk about for? I mean, we teased up sixty four. Yeah, I mean, we teased up quickly uh, the January transfer window. So, name me one hot move that you can potentially see happening here. One hot move. Um, ooh, I mean, <laughs> it just stinks because it involves my team, but uh, it's Jude Bellingham coming to Liverpool. That's my hot move. I like it. I like it. Um, I think my one hot move is that Barcelona managed to get Ferran Torres from Manchester Ooh. City, okay. which if that happens, that's a, that's an, again another big big loss for City because Ferran is extremely unique. I'll give you another big one, and it doesn't have to do with my team. I think Chelsea's going to get a big one here, and it's the lineup with our boy up front, Lukaku. I think we're getting ready for this. A transfer for transfer with some money going back the other way. Timo Werner to Dortmund, Erlen Holland to Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, see, the thing is with Timo Werner, he's been rumored to be going more than likely to Manchester United, which I hate that move. We don't need Timo Werner. We don't. No. Um, I think he would be better in a in German league. Yeah, I mean, the other move that I can think of as well is um, – is actually it's actually and potentially um, replacing Paul Pogba at Manchester United because Paul Pogba still hasn't renewed his contract, and with Mathis uh, Delete looking to leave Juventus, I mean that's number one a cheaper value. It's a younger yeah, value. He's a center back, though. He's not a center defensive mid. He's a center back, which United also needs center backs because, let's keep in mind, Rafael Varane has also been injury prone, and Harry mm-hmm. Maguire is not very reliable. After that, your two options are Victor Lindelof and um, Eric Bailly, which that's really it. Well, you know, meanwhile, if you manage to do that trade, you still are able to offer Jesse Lingard an actual role within the organization where Lingard can actually step into that role for, for Pogba while still offering a cheap version of a center back in Mathis Elite. So uh, that's what I, I can see happening. I'm not, I'm not against it. But again, we could do this uh, on and off. Like we, we could just keep going. But yep. Yep. it's better for the viewers that we don't. Save it. <laughs> yes, we'll exactly. save it. We'll save it for a big, a big January transfer window. Exactly. Uh, but preview for, prediction. But for now, that does it for episode sixty-four of the Yellow Card Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, on YouTube, on any other platform that you use for your podcast listening or viewing pleasure. Um, on that, make sure to check out CouchGuysports.com. And um, for now, signing off uh, for the last episode of the year, I think. Um, Potentially. We, we, we have to talk off air. Yeah, it could potentially be the last episode of the year. But uh, signing off is your host, Diego, and Chris Jones. Until next week, see you guys soon.